0: No Trey Young, no problem. Hawks handle the magic at home winning 109 to 92. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go. All right, Mikey, this was a great win for the Hawks but there's something we got to go into first. Um we had an injury update on Trey Young. He did miss this game and Trey Young will be at least out for the, for the next 4 weeks. He'll be reevaluated in 4 weeks. He is having surgery on the fifth finger ligament. This is uh this is a uh, quite a uh, big big news for Hawks fans and Trey Young being an all-star and, and having, you know, all his accolades and the on-court stuff kind of speaks for itself and what this team will be missing. But, you know, it's going to be hard for this team to, to fight this battle without him. Yeah, for sure. Obviously Trey is what
1: makes this team run kind of uh, the, the way they want to and offensively, it's definitely going to be definitely going to be more of a challenge without him, uh, especially just how many open looks from three that he generates, I would assume. And and it happened in this game. The Hawks definitely took less volume threes uh, without Trey on the floor. Uh, it wasn't a problem for them getting the win tonight. But overall, I think this season now has to be viewed as in terms of there's a chance that Trey might miss the entire rest of the, the regular season. And if that's the case, uh the Hawks did it tonight. They played Kobe Bufkin. He they they went they went on the development train, and hopefully Onyeka Kongu can come back to and kind of give some more offensive versatility to a team that's definitely gonna need it uh without their superstar point guard.
0: Yeah, something that I wanted to up before we go into this one was the inactives for this game so paulo bencaro uh gary harris jet howard um kayvon harris for orlando were out and then atlanta you have trent force vic crechey Muhammad gay aj griffin trey young and seth lundy uh of course anyaka okongu as well um This game, I want to go into it a little bit here. So um, the Hawks held the Magic to 92 points. Um, The Hawks have not held a team to 92 points since they did it against Boston on January 28th of 2022. Um, That is very telling on how bad the Hawks (laughs) um, defense has been over the last few years. But also, um, it's good to see. Like, uh, I mean, Kobe Bufkin tonight really uh, raised my eyebrows uh, on you know guard defending, and I thought he'd done uh, a heck of a job. And one other thing I wanted to note is Sadiq Bay uh, Nets his four thousandth point, um, been the fifth player in in his draft class to reach uh, said marker. So, uh, congrats to Sadiq and. You know, this game was a fun one if you're a Hawks fan. Um, I know it was without Trey Young, but the team really did play well.
1: Yeah, uh, it, there was really only only one stretch that, that first quarter, really both teams came out came out kind of weird uh, from, from an offensive standpoint. But after that, the Hawks pretty much had control uh, a- after. And really, I, I thought DeJounte Murray, Bogdan Bogdanovich, both of them uh, did a great job of operating the offense in a way that you know the, the Hawks still got they got to the rim. They're able to get good quality looks, and in the first quarter they weren't hitting them, and they went down after that. Uh, but as we go into some stats here, the first first stat I want to look at here, the Magic didn't do any favors for themselves here. Eight of eighteen shooting from the charity stripe. Uh, that <laughs> that is not great there. And if if the if the Magic are going to look at one stat and say we should have probably had this game. If they think that this is the stat they're going to point to is the Hawks. The Hawks took advantage of the of the opportunities they had at the line going 15 to 17. Atlanta only shot 29 threes, 12 of 29 from beyond the arc. Uh, But like I said before, they they got a lot of opportunities in the paint. I thought DeJounte did a really good job getting downhill. Uh, They also turned the match, turned the ball over the magic 18 times. Uh, That's the Hawks defense. Kobe Buffett, I thought, did a great job forcing turnovers uh, on the opposing guards. As, as well as just – I thought Bruno Fernando, his energy in the paint on both ends was really good tonight. And the Hawks bench trio of DeAndre Hunter, Kobe Bufkin, and Bruno Fernando. Those three guys I thought were really key, uh, bringing the energy level up. Uh, Hunter's been on a, an amazing shooting roll right now. Bufkin out on the defense, and then obviously Bruno providing those energy plays. He had a great dunk. We'll go here into the first quarter as well as just uh, so, some emphatic blocks too. Uh, So I thought both those three guys were – all three of those guys were really key in the win.
0: Yeah, and, you know, we'll start out this game. In the first quarter, the Hawks go out on a 5-0 run. Um, But then the the Magic – they let the the Magic kind of get right back into it. They go on a 9-2 run. Uh, During that stretch, there was a monster block um, by Jalen Johnson on Wendell Carter, and Bay hits a three right after it. Seeing Jalen make that block made me really happy because um Jalen has been it's really weird. Normally Jalen isn't a guy that um gets like a chase down block. This wasn't exactly like a chase down block off the backboard, but he managed to follow Wendell to the to the baseline. And then when Wendell went to fade, Jalen was all over it and, and smashed it into the second row of the uh of the bleachers. I mean, that's just something that we haven't seen a lot of from Jalen, but that is something I want to see a lot more from him for sure.
1: I think the, the main thing that you focus on on that play is the athleticism because, you know, he, he was at uh, on the side of Wendell and his athleticism, his long wingspan jumping ability allows him to bring his arm right to the front uh, near where uh, Carter's going to finish. And then he just smacks the ball. Uh, back where it came from. Uh, so that was a great play from uh, from J.J. there. Uh, but there was, there was some uh, some missed closeouts uh, with Franz Wagner. He was really the only guy who seemed to have an offensive rhythm right from the get-go. He had two early threes, and he had 12 points pretty early.
0: Yeah, and then Bruno Fernando had a monster poster when he got into the game, making it nineteen sixteen, and he dunked this ball on... Wendell Carter and Bakaze at the same time. Um, he he caught the ball down low, took one dribble, and he didn't care for human life up under him. He did not care. He threw it down, and it was nasty. Yeah, we've we've seen Bruno make these type of plays now pretty pretty
1: much nightly since he's been in the rotation. Obviously, going to be in there for the quote foreseeable future. Uh, as as we said from the last pod with Quinn Snyder breaking that news out for uh, on on Congo but Bruno. Uh, and i've said it before for a third string center he's criminally underrated i think and there and when when he's getting his rotation minutes now i think he's kind of proving that and he's definitely he's definitely earned earned the the, the respect i think of of some some opposing teams especially on the boards
0: yeah and then right after that bruno ends up getting to the line off a of cut like he was so active like the energy level um on his cuts off the pick and roll like it was it was beautiful because he was taking advantage of every opportunity he got he ends up going to the line he, he only hits one of two but then we see kobe Bufkin uh start getting flashes on the defensive end um he had back-to-back steals and and, and my recollection i know the the box score doesn't say so they only gave him one but uh, one of them leads to Hunter getting to the rim and getting fouled. Uh, he ends up hitting both, making it 19-19. And an unfortunate uh, unfortunate event happened is um, Jonathan Isaac uh, is going into the paint, collides with Jalen Johnson. That left knee buckles, the one he's been having a lot of trouble with, you know, pretty much his whole career. He goes down. Um, it didn't look good. It, just the way it buckled up up under him. Um, Anthony Black ended up shooting his free throws, uh, kind of ending his night for him. Um, I, I hope Isaac gets is well. Uh, I think he's a good ball player. I think that um, you know injuries have just been a, a thing that's been hurting him, kind of like DeAndre Hunter.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, the the final score there in the first quarter, tw- twenty-one to nineteen. I kind of kind of explains explains that there are 20 actually 22 to 19 kind of explains how uh, both teams were missing their all, all-star point guards or well the hawks missing their all-star point guard and the magic missing their all-star forward abuncaro uh, so kind of kind of a rough rough expected offensive first quarter but that kind of changed, especially for the hawks for the rest of the game
0: yeah going into the second uh kobe buffkin gets a beautiful dime on a drive to bogey for a wide open three, you know, tying it at 21. And something I, I wanted to bring up is, is that stretch of minutes from the first quarter to um at this point in the second quarter, Kobe Buffkin played a good amount of minutes in that stretch later in the game, his minutes got a little bit less, but you know, it is good to see like we talked about with Trey missing time, uh, I thought it was a great opportunity for Kobe to step in and and work on his development and, and shout out to Quinn Snyder for having trust in Kobe and you know throwing him out there.
1: Yeah, I think I think at this point with Trey Young missing an extended period of time here, you're going to see Kobe as a mainstay in the rotation. And if he wasn't, I would think DeJounte would need to play close to 40 minutes pretty much a night. And that would that would not be great if because if the Hawks still want to make the play and it seems that way, then that that would pretty that would tire Deshante out pretty 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 quick. So I'm I'm glad that Kobe is kind of get a chance here um, to see what he can do on both ends because he was handling the ball. This was his first backup point guard minutes uh, in the NBA because if you remember the last time he did get rotation minutes in that Rockets game, but he never played just the point guard alone. So. Uh, this was great to see.
0: He was playing like the small Ford, um, whenever he was, he came in in the Rockets game and he didn't really know kind of what to do. It was kind of like he was posted up in the corner where I felt like in this one, he had, uh, you know, a set assignment and you could see him working off the ball on the ball. And it was just more fluid for Kobe. Um. But the Hawks and uh, Magic go a little bit back and forth. Uh, DJ subs in, gets to the rim, uh, making it twenty six twenty seven. Um, Kobe gets another steal, but he didn't get credit for it. And then he he draw he ends up uh, on a break. Uh, him. Pretty much by himself drives to the rim, but Cole Anthony gets a block, uh, chase down block. We know Cole Anthony freakishly athletic, dunk contest champion, and that that's a uh, that's a shout out to the last Magic podcast where I totally butchered that thing up. Um, but you know, um, there the Hawks ended up missing on that possession, but it was good to see Kobe being so active on the defensive end.
1: And yeah, right after that, Hawks three-point killer Caleb Houston springs into action. And remember, he hit seven threes in a game earlier against the Hawks this season. And he hits a three that leads to a, t- a Hawks timeout, making it 32-28 magic. And then we, we got a rough stretch here for Clint Capella. He's, he's had, he obviously had that uh, adductor strain, missed uh, a stretch of games there, but he does not look good on the court. It looks like he is fighting through something. He doesn't really have his lift. And it's been hurting, especially finishing at the rim. Now, he's not the greatest finisher to start with. But the way he missed three easy looks at the rim at this stretch was not pretty.
0: Rough is an understatement. These looks under the rim were, like, almost perfect. And Clint just couldn't get them to go in. Like, I swear that he might have a magnet in his hand where he's pulling the ball back. I, I don't know what it is. It just can't find his way into the rim for him as of lately.
1: No, for sure. And then the Hawks offense kind of uh, put, took a little bit of a stutter at that point. Uh, DeJounte was kind of forcing those mid-rangers a little too much uh, after getting to the rim, uh, doing a great job getting to the rim in the second half compared to this stretch. But the the Magic stretched their lead to 35 to 28 with another Houston three. And then kind of five, five straight by DeAndre Hunter uh, canceled that stretch from Houston there. But and it's always got to be Caleb Houston corner threes that kind of put a dent in the Hawks' plans here.
0: DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter, uh, I know he had that stretch of five points. He had uh, a nice floater and a and a three right there. But the defense on the other end, he forced a shot clock violation. And then J.J. comes down and hits a floater, making it uh, – uh, hold up. Sorry, <laughs> JJ ends up hitting a floater, making it thirty nine thirty seven. And Dejounte Murray, I, I know we'll talk about a a whole lot more in the second half because he was phenomenal in this game. But I thought he did a really good job of getting to the line. Uh, He ends up getting to the line, only makes one out of two, making it thirty nine thirty eight. Um, and, and then I feel like the Hawks at this point in the game were exactly where they needed to be to go on a run and well one thing we didn't mention is orlando orlando's on a second half of a back-to-back where paulo van hits a, a a game winner the the night before um so it's one of those things where they're they're on tired legs and i felt like the hawks were in a good position here
1: yeah uh they they were on tired legs, and you, you could kind of see it the hawks i mean took advantage of really uh some good fast break point opportunities they had 16 in this one uh but you kind of a weird game from Jalen Johnson, especially in the first half. He missed I'm pretty sure he missed his first six shots. Then he m- made six of his next eight shots uh a- after that stretch. So he kind of after a rough stretch really turned it on after the first quarter and ended up having having a great great standline overall, great game, as we'll go over later.
0: Yeah, and you know, Wagner gets a layup, JJ hits a three. Um JJ ended up <laughs> – Sadiq Bay tried to throw uh, Jalen a lob <laughs> hit off the, the side of the backboard. Um, then uh, Wendell Carter gets an open lane, uh, making it 48-45. to uh, 45. Uh, I, Like I said, I felt like the Hawks just at this point were just getting ready to get over the hump. And once they – I felt like what they did that, you know, this game – kind of could find its own legs for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, they were down 51 to 45 at half. Houston had a four threes, but this was the most, I think, telling stat of the entire first uh, 24 minutes here. The Hawks were 8 of 24. 8 of 24 from the paint in the first half, not just from two, but the paint. That number, just law of averages, would have to go up, and it definitely did in that. In that third quarter, especially they shot 37 from the field and 29 from three. Uh, nine points for Dejounte Murray and and DeAndre Hunter. Franz Wagner led the led the way for the Magic with 14. Uh, but yeah, as we move on here into the second half, uh, the Ma- Magic had an early seven blocks in this game. Uh, right at the start of right at the start of the second half, and then Bogey kind of the w- the way he came in off uh, in the second quarter. He started the game with two threes then. Then, as he comes into the third quarter, he starts off with another two threes, kind of jump-starting the Hawks' offense there.
0: Yeah. Um, the Magic started out 0-for-3, um, which was interesting, um, before uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and Anthony Black both hit threes. um, I-, I felt like the Hawks, in this point, they forced a couple shots early, and... Um, it was one of those things where, like, without Trey Young, I, I know that that's going to be a a common phrase that we will have in this podcast uh, for the next four weeks. Is without Trey Young, it's going to be hard for the Hawks' offense at some spurts because Trey Young ha- is instant offense, and I felt like the Hawks at this time were just having a little bit of trouble, kind of. I don't want to say this uh, manufacturing offense where Trey is kind of instant offense.
1: Yeah. Um, I mentioned Jalen kind of got going after that rough first quarter. And then it was DeJounte Murray takeover time in this third quarter. He went on a 10-0 run by himself um, with and he, he back-to-back threes in that stretch as well. He gave the Hawks a 73-69 lead. And I honestly start this, uh, thought this run, it which extended into the fourth quarter, by the way, um, this run started on the defensive end for the Hawks. They forced the Magic into so many turnovers in that third quarter, and they got out and ran at 38 points. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, 38 points for the Hawks scored in that third quarter compared to 19 for the Magic. They were just taking advantage of every mistake. And forced
0: those mistakes from the Magic. Yeah. And the Hawks ended up extending that run to be 18 to 1 to end the quarter at um, 83 70. Uh, DeJounte Murray had 16 and 10. 16 in the quarter and 10 for Jalen Johnson in that quarter. Yeah. And both outscored the Magic by themselves 26 to 19. Murray played the Entire third quarter, um, something we, we we've heard and we've seen little snippets of is Dejounte Murray sometimes complains about uh, getting subbed out. Sometimes, whenever he is, he is hot or, or he's starting to get in his rhythm, uh, Quinn Snyder uh, definitely stuck to his guns with Dejounte in the third, and I, 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 the the fruits of the labor definitely showed up in this one for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad Quinn Quinn stuck with DJ in that quarter. and He was just pretty, he was pretty much carrying the Hawks offense, making every shot. It seemed like he threw in there, but the run ended pretty. the The extended run was 21 to one in the beginning of the fourth quarter until Cole, Cole Anthony kind of like broke the seal for the Orlando Rim, hitting a three. It was eight, 88 to 73 Hawks, and then the Hawks took a 92 to 74 lead, which was the biggest of the night, and. After Dejounte got a uh, arrest at the beginning of this fourth quarter, I thought Kobe Bufkin continued to run the offense pretty well uh, without Murray. But at once once Murray came back in, uh, the Magic kind of uh, went on a little run here. They kept the lead to seventy nine ninety four, and they started to force a couple of turnovers like the Hawks did in the third quarter. But it, it so it kind of looked like the Hawks were in danger mode, but but they just kind of righted the ship at the moment that they needed to, to not allow the magic to get too much momentum and to get back in this game.
0: You know, Cole Anthony went, uh, went for back-to-back buckets. Um, you know, Cole was streaky in this whole game, and they ended up cutting the lead uh, to 98-86 with five minutes left. They went on a 15-4 run and that that whole run was led by um Suggs and Cole Anthony um you know they they were doing their work uh definitely in the paint um Suggs in the mid range we we know Suggs is a great defender we've talked about this time and time again and i felt like he was doing a good job on the defensive end as well um forcing the hawks into probably not their best shots and um but right after that, Cole Anthony gets a turnover. Sadiq gets a slam, and to kind of slow down everything and kind of cut the bleeding for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, right. Right when this game got to ten points, it was kind of that worried time for Hawks fans. And then Cole Anthony, honestly, kind of an unfur forced turnover there. Jay, uh, the Hawks, I thought, moved the ball really well at the, on uh, on the other end after that. And Jalen Johnson found Sadiq Bay on, on a bounce pass for an easy jam. And that kind of settled things down. But the real dagger in this game came from DeAndre Hunter. Uh, With about two minutes to go, he passed fakes. I forget who it was, but the Orlando defender just absolutely fell for it uh, to the corner. DeAndre's wide open from the right wing. uh, The right wing knocks it down uh, to make it a 105-89 lead. And that was pretty much all she wrote there.
0: That pass fake was nasty. Yeah, it was dirty. Because it cleared out everything. And it was nothing but the bottom of the net. And DeAndre's going down the floor with his hand just raised up because there was nothing they could do to stop that. And, and uh, you know, the Hawks kind of closed this one out um at that point, at this point, you know, after DeAndre buries that um The Magic only have 41 points in the second half of this game. Shout out to the Hawks' defense tonight. I know we don't shout them out very much, but I I thought definitely in the second half, uh, they brought their lunch pails and they went to work. Yeah, for sure. One thing I wanted to bring up, uh, something in the post-game press conference that I saw, and and it, it made me smile jalen johnson uh commented on the team's message to kobe buffkin and his exact quote was kobe can hoop so we're telling him just to be himself and that that means a lot because you know jalen's one of the younger statesmen on this team now and to have you know him speaking on kobe and saying hey look kobe can play like we want him out here playing with us too so um, that that's a big boat of confidence from uh, one of the guys that uh, was labeled an untouchable uh, during the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, exactly. With I mean, with Jalen being so young and kind of being in the core that Landry Fields and the rest of the Hawks envision uh, of the future for him, that that's huge coming from him, especially for uh, a guy that's really hasn't had much NBA experience yet, but has been killing it in the G League, so he knows that he can play up here. As we move on to the box score here, uh, we'll start with uh, Garrison Matthews in 17 minutes, one of four from the field, all those shots being from deep. Two rebounds and three points. 17 minutes I thought was uh, a good amount from Garrison, honestly. I didn't expect him to play uh, 17, but I thought he he was okay in those. I didn't think it was too bad. Just pretty okay.
0: Yeah, I thought he was okay. Um, Moving to Kobe Bufkin. 11 minutes, one of four from the field, 0 for two from deep. He did have one rebound, three assists, one steal. I think that number's wrong, but he did have a block, um, two points. I felt like Kobe's impact on the defensive end was felt all through this game.
1: Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Offensively, it it will take some time for him to kind of find his groove. And obviously, you know, you see the flashes that – that read to to the bogey three uh, early in this game. But I think more importantly, Kobe is the only guy right now with Trent Forrest not, not active. He's the only guy on this team who's above an average point of attack defender on the perimeter on uh, at the guard position. So he's going to play an important role on that end, and I think he played that well tonight. We move on to Bruno Fernando in 19 minutes, two of five from the field, three of four from the charity stripe, one rebound, four assists, two steals, seven points. I thought Bruno, like we said it, it, during the during the whole show, he really brought the energy tonight, uh, especially especially defensively, and then offensively. I really like how you know he'll take some of these power dribbles, one dribble, and then muscles way into the paint, kind of create a, an easier finishing path for him to the rim. Uh, that's something that I think he's really improved on since his
0: last stint with the Hawks. I thought Bruno was great in this game. Uh, I really did. I thought that he brought all the energy. He. Uh... He he did exactly what the Hawks needed him to do. Moving to DeAndre Hunter, 28 minutes, five of eight from the field, two of three from deep, six of six from the free throw line, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, 18 points. DeAndre Hunter off the bench has been killing it. And, and it needs to be stated time and time again because His defense and offense coming off the bench has been a spark to this Hawks lineup. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better.
1: As we move on to the starters, Clint Capella, 17 minutes. So still on that heavy minutes restriction, two of eight from the field, seven rebounds, four points. Clint really struggled in this game pretty, pretty badly. I thought, Uh, I thought Jalen, when he was at center, I think the offense just flowed offense flowed better, but the Hawks definitely severely lacked the rebounding uh whenever Clint was off the floor. Jalen did have 10 boards in this game, but I thought overall, when he was at center, the Hawks didn't miss Capella's rebounding. And also Bruno. Bruno had one rebound tonight. So Clint did get some boards in 17 minutes, but the two for eight field goals, it was rough on the offensive end for uh tonight for
0: Clint. Moving to Sadiq Bay. Uh Sadiq had 34 minutes eleven from the field, 2 of 5 from deep, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 12 points. I felt like Sadiq was okay in this game. Um, I, I felt like, you know, it was one of those games where Sadiq didn't have to have his best game to have a good game, and I thought he had a good game.
1: As we go to bogey here, 36 minutes starting at the shooting guard now for, for a long time. It seems like it's going to be with Trey Young out. 5 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep, 4 of 4 from the charity strike, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 17 points. I thought Bogey was pretty good in this game. He's He had a couple of uh, stinkers as far as sh- uh, shooting efficiency goes, but this was good to see from Bogey. And you you love to see uh, really Bo- Bogey getting the clean looks that he did from 3 tonight, not forcing much, uh, but he put up the shots that that he knows he can make, and that's why he was so efficient, I thought, from downtown.
0: Yeah, I I thought Bogey was really good in this game. Um, Moving to Jalen, 39 minutes, 9 of 19 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 10 boards, 7 rebounds, or 10 boards, 7 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 21 points. I thought Jalen in in the first quarter was really really rough, but the rest of the game, man, I, I thought he was really good. One thing that's concerning with Jalen is the minutes. We we saw um, Jalen towards you know the All Star break start to kind of tire down with the amount of minutes he was logging with Clint Capella down and and Yaka playing. The starting, uh, starting center role, um, and Jalen filling in for center every once in a while. So, my my thing is once Clint's, uh, you know, minutes restriction starts to go away and Jalen's minutes go down a little bit, I think I'll feel a little bit better about that situation.
1: And then we move to the player of the game, Dejounte Murray. 39 minutes, 11 of 20 from the field, 2 of 5 from downtown, 1 of 2 from the charity stripe, 9 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, 25 points. DeJounte was actually one rebound away from a triple-double at the end of the third quarter. He <laughs> didn't get that last rebound there. But regardless, phenomenal game from DeJounte. I mean, he took over in that third quarter and, and didn't really slow down at all. Um, the only thing is, fr- from DeJounte, the, his first half, it, it kind of felt like he it almost he almost wasn't being aggressive enough, not getting downhill enough, trying to look for a shot, trying to get to the rim. Because especially without Trey, um, these guys are going to have to find a way to kind of manufacture some of this offense at the rim, uh, as Trey's the number one guy there. But I thought Dejounte after that first half was brilliant at that.
0: And, and something I wanted to bring up that Quinn Snyder said in his post game about um, Dejounte Murray. Uh there's a play in the third quarter where DeJounte hits a three. There's a timeout by Orlando and DeJounte comes, you know, high fiving everybody coming back down the floor, and Quinn Snyder and him touch noses, uh, having a conversation. And he was asked about it in the uh post game by Kevin Schnard, And he goes, I love going to nose to nose with him. Usually it's a good thing or a bad thing. It doesn't matter. The communication is the important part. And um in the, ballet, in the ballet broadcast, you could see uh, Quinn Snyder, whenever this happens, you could read his lips, and he says, I love you to DeJounte. And I thought that was just pretty cool, uh, just a pretty cool moment between them. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. But we could go to the three keys for the Utah Jazz. What's the first one, Mikey?
1: Welcome back, John Collins, the Baptist, to State Farm Arena. Uh he's going to play against the Hawks for the first time as a member of the Utah Jazz, I'm sure there's, defi- there's definitely going to be a tribute video uh, for J.C. in there. I know both of us, we're going to be in the building for that game. Uh, so uh, it's going to be exciting to watch J.C. play. Obviously, the Hawks are going to know how he plays. He's probably going to know how the Hawks play. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic just to watch throughout the night.
0: You are correct, because I think he'll know how the Hawks play, but will he know how the Hawks play without Trey Young? And that that's going to be an interesting one to see, but um, yeah, I, I hope everybody in attendance gives him a standing ovation. He deserves it. He's been he was a great hawk while he was here, nothing but professional. Um, I still love JC. I hope him. I wish him the best in Utah. Just you know, not Tuesday night against the Hawks. There you go.
1: For the second key, it's going to be guard defense on both sides. I mean for the jazz colin sexton Keontae george jordan clarkson all three of those guys obviously they got chris dunn uh, as their fourth guard there for the defense but those three guys I just named they're really quick they're going to get downhill and they're going to want to attack the paint so how can the hawks limit those guys from getting into the paint and keeping the hawks bigs out of foul trouble keeping them from having to rotate help inside all the time that's going to be important
0: yeah i think that's going to be really important um Moving to the third key is speed up the pace and get good shots. Um, when the Hawks got out and run in this game, I felt like they did a really good job uh, also. And, and this one, uh, Mikey, what was Utah's uh, defensive ranking? Uh, did he say 26? 26th? 26th defensive rating, yes. Yeah, so 26. I don't think that the Hawks have a hard time finding good shots. So, you know, make sure you get the good shots. Don't force anything up. And let's see if the Hawks can kind of get their thing going on.
1: Yeah, I think also the the way the Hawks forced turnovers for the Magic uh, tonight was excellent. Let's see if they can do the exact same thing uh, against the Jazz and kind of go for that start a new win streak here. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at PinWizard300 and, and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next
0: one. Peace. Peace.